Hey, hey, guys. Welcome hey, back. hey, hey. What's going down? Welcome. I, I, girl, I'm trying to, I'm trying to share over here. <laughs> Hello, down. everyone. Welcome to Uncommon Faith with Regina. <laughs> oh, Regina B. <laughs> Hey guys, hey guys, thanks so much for tuning in this week. We definitely appreciate you. If you are um, watching from uh, one of our social platforms, whether it's YouTube or Facebook, definitely share this broadcast. We're going to be having lots of fun tonight, um, as well as like and comment and let us know where you guys are tuning in from. We would love to hear where you guys are tuning in from, even if you catch the replay too. So Regina, what's going on tonight, girl? Oh, well, let me tell you, <clears throat> it has been a very long day. One of those days when you go in early and you leave late, um, you know, from that J-O-B right. and uh, come home and then do take care of the kiddos and dinner and just in time to come and sit with the Uncommon Faith family. So, yeah. But surprisingly enough, I'm still going. Like, I'm just like... That's what, what? we do, though, right? That's what we it do. is. It is. We keep, we keep pushing. We keep pushing. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. It's, it's been lovely, though. It's, it's been lovely. I, can I say that I'm just loving your hair right now? Well, thank you. Thank you, Rachel. Yes. Thank you. Come on, the grows. Like, yeah. man. You know, I'm hitting my uh, three and a half years. I'm loving my crown. Loving my what? crown. Three and a half? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what's it's up. Been a journey. Um, it's been a journey. But you know what, Gina? You know what I heard? Word on the uh -uh. street is that it's stepdaddy season. <laughs> That's what the word on the street is, Regina. See, you hear stuff I don't hear because you have um, <laughs> you have a little more access. <laughs> you have a little more access That's than I right. do. So I'm trying to understand what in the world. Is that what in the world? Season? Please tell me what this means because I need to know. <laughs> so, so, so you know that um, it is you know, it's it's be, it's about to have it's about to be my favorite time of year you know which is fall and you know the holidays and stuff like that but we also know that during this time of year it gets a little cold right it gets a little cold so you know we're transitioning from you know hot girl this hot boy that you know all of the hotness in the summertime uh -huh. and um you know me and marcus were talking about the day because a young lady on instagram hopped on and she said you know what y'all is stepdaddy season so in stepdaddy season it means that you know you may you probably are not connected to the person you know your child's other parent um but <laughs> It's the season that you may be introducing them to some new stepdaddies. So, yeah, Uncommon Faith, I just wanted to throw that out there. I know that, you know, we talk about leveling up as wholeness and living that purpose-driven life as a woman. But I just wanted to throw it out there that, you know, word on the street is, is that it's stepdaddy season. Okay. I, I, I must confess. 
Miss <laughs> Lisa say interviews being held, bring your paycheck stubs and wear gray sweatpants. Really? The gray sweatpants? No, at least it's got to be the joggers now. It got to be the gray jogger. No, I'm just kidding. Just kidding, y'all. Just kidding. Wow. Ooh, I'm. You over here with this 10 gallon cup of water. I oh had to gosh. sip. It's not water. Uh, oh but nonetheless. <clears throat> yep, it's stepdaddy. See, but anywho, what are we talking about tonight, Regina? <laughs> Girl, I think we're just going to talk about hot topics. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it's gonna be a hot topics kind of night. I don't know. I was just feeling, and then also, um, how we, how are you able to continue your worship? Mm -hmm. What did you say? No, it's okay. This Never mind. Crazy fly that's bugging me in here because hot topics in my house, y'all. Let me. I just got to put this out there real quick. So the house next door to us, y'all, it sold a couple months ago. There's a fly that's in my house because my dog keeps going outside because she has some she has some new neighbors as well, some new animal neighbors. And one of the new neighbors next door that has moved in with the new people is a rooster, y'all. A whole rooster. So apparently a fly has gotten into my creative corner, y'all, because Maddie, our dog, she keeps she wants to go. She she goes out there, she barks, and then she comes back in and gets water. So yeah, that's why I'm like swatting and stuff because I'm like Maddie, really, she keeps going outside. But let's continue, Gina. Hot topics. My bad. Wow, oh, I know. I'm just like a, you the have a whole cockadoodle do. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. Does happy. it wake you up early in the morning? Sometimes, yeah, sometimes, you know, but some, most of the time I'll be up with the baby. So by the time, you know, the rooster, you hear the roaster, cr yeah, you hear crow. Me and, Matt, me and Riley going back to sleep. But, you know, everybody else in the house is not pleased about the rooster being next door. So, yeah. Wow. But, anyways, what's going on, Gina? Hot topics. What you got? Okay, LaFlower, I see you. Well, you made me think about something. So one of the hot topics that's been very present lately for me is that of the housing market. Oh, mm -hmm. I'm so, faith, y'all come on. So, you know, I've actually had a few different people speak to me about the market and what's going on and that they, you know, are considering selling their homes because mm -hmm. the market is so elevated right now. Right. right. Selling right. their home, possibly moving into an apartment yeah. until the housing market goes down yeah. and then pocketing. Right. A whole lot of cash. And let me give you a an whole, example. A whole lot of cash. A house we talked about is market value for something. Four hundred thousand. Let's just say round figure. It is on the market for over six hundred. And I am just like, what is going on? Now is definitely a time. If you, A, my fit, I have an Excel family, you know, so I can't maneuver how other people maneuvering, but I guarantee you, I guarantee you, if I could maneuver like that, Absolutely. this house would have been on the market, y'all. It is ridiculous. Like now is a time for you to definitely, if you've been waiting for one of those pockets of, of time that rarely come around, that rarely come around. 
guys, I highly encourage you to consider, you know, selling some of your assets right now, especially if it's real estate or real property. Even if you have, you know, a manufactured home on some land or something, that's still real property. I check it out. Check it out because the house that is sold next door to us, I I'd be at the calculations because I, you know, just adding up how long we've been in the neighborhood, yeah. you know, how long they've been there because they came right after we did. Um, you know, they were a house built from the all of that. I'm like, I know they pocketed at least a good hundred grand minimum. Yeah. Minimum. It, and, that, and that was a one bed, that was a one story flat. Um, it was minimum their house sold for a ridiculous amount of money almost 300 grand for a, a flat i was like oh my lord my lord i think yeah. it, it could have been a little bit over uh probably you know, so my calculations may have been a little bit off because you know um but yeah now is the time to uh to consider selling some of those it's assets definitely the time really putting your family in a and you know thinking about the long term Right, right, right. Like that's money. That's equity that you can take. And if you are looking to start a business or something like that, oftentimes we allow finances to hold us back saying, you know, we don't we don't have the capital that we need to really get going. Right. I'm like, look, an extra couple of hundred thousand dollars, like, you know, or it. Or even putting it into, you know, a new mortgage at the point that you decide, you know, would decide to take one of those on. You're still saving money because you likely won't have PMI, you know, yeah. if you're putting that much down. So either way, it's going to benefit you. So trust, believe and know. I definitely ran this idea across Mr. Brown. <laughs> like, you sure? Like, we can't possibly. Uh, let me know. I got somebody that'll run the numbers for you real quick. Because I we already, you know, got the market analysis. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. But if we if there was a, a good way for us to, you know, to um, easily adjust our family, we right. most definitely would. And I just encourage you guys for all of our kingdom people out there. And I'm glad Regina brought this up. It's important for us to have ownership. Absolutely. It's important for us to have ownership in so many different areas, right? Especially when it comes to real property and real estate and, and things like that. Because when you can, when you own your land, when you own certain things, you have certain control. Especially if you own it all outright, there's no mortgage on it, there's no nothing on it. Amazing things can happen because sometimes, like Regina said, some some of y'all been praying for a business. Some of y'all been praying for a move. Some of y'all been praying to get out of debt. You've been praying and praying and praying and praying. And now God has put a God has put an amazing formula in your face. Right? Absolutely. And it, you know, I just want to LaFlower, tell me what do you think about this? Because <clears throat> that was a point in time in our history when land ownership was like. That was the holy grail, right? That right. to be a land owner, mm -hmm. and somehow, and tell me if I'm if I'm if I'm wrong. Maybe it's not to the extent that I I think it is, but it seems like over years, and I'm going back to like my grandfather, mm -hmm. right, and then my great great grandfather, right. who you know had all of this land to pass on, you know, to generations, and as time passed, it seems like the value or understanding the value of what you actually have 
is diminished. And I don't know if that's from a lack of education around that to our community, to our people and emphasis being put on other things to say, well, if you have this kind of car or if you wear these kind of clothes, then you got clout, then you made it as opposed to understanding that having land and ownership, right. Um, right. I honestly think that I definitely agree with you, Regina, that it has the mindset of ownership has shifted, right? It's more ownership into more material things instead of assets, especially for um, some of our um, more melanated, more melanated communities, right? I'll put it like that. Um, I also think that when it comes to our grandfather and our great grandfathers, because of the things that they saw and heard growing up, they held on to that ownership because when you come from generations of lack and not having, or when you know what it feels like to work a field, to pick right. cotton, right? You know that if I own this, right? You're not coming on this. If I own this, I have the right to defend myself on this land. Right. 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 On this rock. I'm not I'm not I'm not going to start preaching. I'm not going there. However, it's vital. But just as the state of the family has changed, follow me, if the state of the family has changed. Right. Then, of course, the mindset of what's going to continue generational wealth is going to change because the family mindset has shifted to. OK, um, like I said, more materialistic things for a lot mm -hmm. of people or mm -hmm. it shifted to, OK, I'm not worried about how they was thinking back then or what they had back then. I want my money now, now. because mm -hmm. when you think about ownership, when you think about land, like we've we've been in our house for six years now. And it's like when you look at that report and you like I got to pay how much towards the principal and how much is actually when you think about um, the long term. Mm -hmm. You know, the long term gratification and ownership. Right. A lot of people don't, don't see that, you know, because, you know, especially with me and Marcus, you know, when we deal and, you know, and wholesale and real estate and stuff like that and probate, there's so many people that as soon as a loved one passes, the first thing they want to do is sell the land, sell and it, split the money instead That's of it. putting it in a family trust and leaving that property in the family so that generations to come can impact it. Like Marcus and I were just literally just had this conversation either last night or the night before um, where his, his grandfather, he remembers as a little boy going to Prairie View. He remember because they had land out there. They had acreage out there. And he's like, I remember. And I was like, man, I wish our children had a homestead to go yes. to. I wish exactly. there was a homestead. And that's that's another one of the reasons why I'm so passionate about buying back my forefather's land to yes. so my kids can have an estate or homestead to return right. to, especially in the times that we're living in and some right of the now. things that have been prophesied that's to come. You need a homestead. Come on, preach. On, right. So that you can protect yours by any means necessary. necessary. Right. That you don't have to worry about the HOA telling you you got too much of this and you can't have none, none of that. All of that. We need ownership. We need ownership. That, Absolutely. That's just the bottom line. So Absolutely. I know I, I know that was a, a I answered that question around the world, but it's it's 
Come on. No, y'all. all facts. All facts. Come on. All y'all. Facts. We gotta, we I gotta just, do better, Gina. We gotta do, we do. as as heirs. As heirs, because I think about the land that my grandfather worked. I think yes. about, you know, the land that Marcus's grandfather worked. I think about yes. them building these houses on cinder blocks. Yes. Right. I think Come about on. these things, right? I think about these things and I think about how we sell it very cheap. We we sell these assets. Just to get a quick, exactly. Uh, just to get a quick dollar, because and then the what money. are you doing with the money that you receive? You know, I understand. You know, we got bills, and you know, maybe we can pay off some debt and things like that. But I honestly have witnessed with my own eyes, and in my lifetime, that that's not what we're doing. We're not taking the money and getting it and investing it in something else, or put it in another place where it can make money for us. Right. Right. You know, so it's oh, it's sad. It's and honestly, sad. it's quite sad when I think back on it. And like you said, the passion to bring back, you know, what we know our forefathers worked so hard to obtain. Right. And, you know, it just wasn't it wasn't an easy thing. And I just think about years to come. Right. And what we are working so hard right now to create for our children and their children and the generations to come after us. And then to sit back and watch and see what they do with it. How do they steward what we work so hard to give them? Mm -hmm. You know, and I'm like, man, if I was, if I was my great, I would, I would really feel some kind of way, you know, because you feel like that's your legacy. That's, that's your life's work. Right. So and what do you have to show for it? And like you said, we're so quick to sell it off. We're so quick to get rid of it. And I, I just don't know if we stop and really think about what it took to obtain those things and acquire those things. And don't get me wrong. There are plenty out there that know exactly where we're coming from and understand where we're coming from and on the exact same page. It's like you have businesses that have been in families for generations, you know, and the struggle to keep those businesses going. One thing I noticed during... um when we were quarantined for quite some time last year and you had a lot of restaurants and things like that, that was suffering as a result of it. That was one of the things that brought the community out and helped these businesses to survive is the fact that they had been in the community for so long and it had gone from generation to generation. Right. Right. But the key thing, Regina, that I think, and I know we got to bring on um, our guests, one of the things that, what I find a lot of times when a lot of those assets or, you know, the family, um, the assets are not or don't stay in the family is a lot of times the older generation and the younger generation, they're not seeing eye to eye and they're not working together to push the, the lineage of the family to have a strong family lineage, a strong family name. Like the older generation is not painting the vision good enough to get the younger generations buy-in get their buy-in to carry on the torch for what right. this family's been working towards you know there's one um gentleman his name is uh mr Penn. he's a i think his net worth is like over 500 million dollars and i tell you he says not one of my children are um you know in the same not one of my children work in my business 
He says, not one of them. And he was like, and I'm not going to give my children anything. They have to work for it. And mm -hmm. I was like, dang, Marcus, did he just say he ain't giving his kids? Like he literally, he's like, but if I gave my kids everything they wanted, he was like, that's why the statistics of wealth standing in family, it does not go beyond the second generation after the initial person who established the wealth. That's right. It doesn't carry on past two generations if That's it gets right. to the next generation because the there's no vision there's no buy-in there's no, mm -hmm. no passing of resources there's no passing of the torch within our families and so you guys put in the comments let us know what you how you feel about this and uh regina you want to welcome our guest on hey 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 <laughs> well this is a this person is an uncommon faith family regular yeah, she, she has joined us um, a number of times. And so whenever she comes on, it is just a good time. You can absolutely believe that. But she is one of my most favorite people in the whole wide world. Yes, she is. And that would be my baby sister, Miss DeAndra Scott. DeAndra, are you with us? Where's she at? Where's she at? Where's she at? Well, maybe we, we, her internet is catching up with us. I don't know, but nonetheless, hopefully she has another, um, she can just switch I know God is people. real for us. Yes, yes, yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, I got one while we waiting on D'Angelo to come up. Oh, you got your own today? I do. I do. Come on. Share, share. My, my lemon ginger tea. Hold on one second. Sip it. This tea is amazing, y'all. So I don't know if you guys remember, but uh, last month or month before last, I was talking about what happens when your well ones dry. What happens when one of your streams run up? I mean, dry up. And you guys know that um, I've just been faithful. I'm like, Laura, what are you doing? What's going on? Um, you know, with these streams. And so I am proud to say, I know God is real because I had a woman of God prophesied to me that another stream of income was coming, but I was like, okay, whatever, you know, I'm probably just going to relaunch something and, you know, this, you know, it's going to generate more income come again. Right. But I got to tell you today, your girl got another, I got a certification. I am, um, you know, an official, um, you know, consultant. I'm a, a loctician. And so hey. it's another stream of income that I definitely have control over. So ain't nobody going to dry this stream up. <laughs> Come on now. So and let me tell you, I know that that now that's a good stream. Okay. <laughs> that's a good stream because, you know, I, I am myself, you know, locked. Mm -hmm. And so I know what it is. Right. To be on the uh, looking for someone and searching for someone that can right. get take care of you from the roots and all of that good stuff. And um, yeah. So let me ask you a question. Mm -hmm. Do I get a sister discount? No, no. Gertrude said that's Regina, fine. If Regina tries to give you a discount, Regina asked what sent her back to me. So Gertrude, you, said really, <laughs> really. 
You know what? No, that's fine. That's fine. I don't need a sister discount. What about a referral discount? I will give you a referral discount. That's all I need because I got plenty of them. Yeah. Right. Bring them on. Bring them on. But I'm telling you guys, if you stay faithful, and this is how I know God is real, because even though, you know, that stream of income dried up for, you know, my family over the summer, it's amazing how another one opened up. I never even thought about, you know, um, becoming, you know, a consultant or even, you know, doing hair, you know, on a professional level, even though I've been doing it for 20 something years. Um, yeah, because Deja's 22, about to be 22, been doing it for so long. I never thought about it. But again, that goes back to um, calibrating to who you are, calibrating, you know, finding that you know, purpose within those your purpose you're already doing, those gifts and talents that you have, and being able to monetize on them. So even for me, I wasn't even like, that never even crossed my mind, but Regina knows how many times I've done her hair, you know, friends of the family, all, just so many things. And, but I never said, you know what, let me go ahead and monetize this because it was just a simple gift or talent that, you know, I just did. Right. And again, that goes back when we talked about that and, and identifying your purpose and understanding, you know, what your calling is and how that comes so easy for some for you, maybe, but not for everyone else. Right. Yeah. You know, because I know that, uh, to, for some years that you was my beautician. I mean, you had to pay the price since you made me go natural. Like, well, I guess you're going to do it. You did. You say, if I'm not putting no more firm on my hair, if I'm not getting my hair relaxed, you you will have to you know, hold it down. And I did. And I did. You did. You did. You Plenty absolutely of different did. Styles. Plenty of different styles, you know, but it's, it's been a journey and I'm, I'm super grateful. I'm excited about it. I enjoy doing it. I, I really love to see other women embrace their natural beauty, you know, no shade to anybody who's still wearing a unit. If my hair wasn't so thick, I would probably still put a unit on every now and then because, you know, I, you know, I, I want to be whoever, you know. That's right. Can I change it up? Like that. Right. Right. But um, like the lady I did the install on today, it's like she can she can do sewing. She can do crochet. You know, she can still switch up her hairstyle. So I'm super excited. I'm super excited about everything, um, you know, that is in store, you know, for this new journey as I help other women embrace their, um, you know, their natural beauty. Well, you know what? <clears throat> I have myself. God has also brought to me another stream. Okay, come on. Right. Come on with the so y'all see this fly. Like, I'm really not dirty, y'all, but this fly is we can't see your fly. I'm sorry. It's driving me crazy. <laughs> we we cannot see your fly. Okay, but I will okay. share in more detail um as because right now we're in the very, very early stages. I love it. And and um, you know, not just up and going yet, but once once we get there. I will be super excited to share with you guys. And Uncommon Faith will actually have another commercial. What can, what, what? Come on now, come on now. <laughs> another sponsor. But I love so it, I think, about these additional streams. Come on. Well, no, I was just going to say, I think, I think um, our guest is having some technical difficulties or something to that nature. So, okay. Okay. I'll message her. So we're going to get keep, that. Get that taken care of. We're going to keep moving. 
Yes, come yes. On, but it's amazing how when you sit back, like when you take your hands off of the wheel, when you literally take your hands off the wheel and allow God to truly be your GPS, how things will flow. Like, you know that I'm not, I told you years ago, like, Gita, I'm not hustling no more. I don't want to hustle no more. Whatever God has for me, it's going to flow. Like, I don't want to be all agitated. I don't want to be all anxious. I don't, I, none of that. I want whatever God has for me, I want it to flow. And it has flowed. Um, oh, I didn't even tell you that. <laughs> Um, you know, I had another um, meeting with, um, you know, um, you know, ministry leader that we're connected with. And so we're going to be launching um, another arm, um, you know, uh, they help with them launch another arm of their ministry. And we're going to be helping the couples to stay together. We're going to be oh. working on the divorce reverse. We're going to come be working on. on. Yes. You know, Marcus and I are strong when it comes to beyond the vows. And there's going to be a singles edition too. What? Um, and so again, everything, like we had a mastermind session the other day and everything just flowed. We're, you That's know, awesome. Retreats coming soon. You know, just so many things. And I'm just like, my God, it's a beautiful thing when you just flow, when you just, when you just take your hands off of the will and you just allow God to move you and guide you. And and be your GPS, right? Because literally, I'm like, I'm not manifesting nothing. I'm, I'm I haven't said no affirmations. I haven't. I'm like, God, whatever you That's have it. for me and my family in this season, open those doors in heaven and on earth. And whatever is not for us, close those doors and Lord, close them tight. Like I don't just shut the daggum doors in my face because if it's not for me, I don't want to spend time dwelling on it. What you think? And that's that? a testament. <clears throat> that, that to me that's a testament to the ability to let go and let God like we say that so easy it's become a, a cliche and but at the end of the day the results of that right. you know it's like you let go but then also like we've talked about talked about before you got to be open you got to be open minded. You got to be open to see him speaking to you and bringing things to you that you didn't even think about and basically taking him outside of that box. Right. Right. And a lot, taking yourself outside of that box. And as that happens and when that happens, he is able. Right. To then truly bring, you know, abundant, abundant blessings and, right. and just blow your mind. It's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. When, like you said, when he will, when you give him room, um, when you give him room to grow. Last night, I had the pleasure of speaking in, uh, you know, one of the ladies at uh, fasting groups that's in, in our Uncommon Faith community, Miss Bridget. Shout out to the, the birth and purpose 21 day fast that's going on with all my lovely beauties over there. But last night, you know, we were talking about, um, you know, you know, I'm a big component of, you know, when we say write the vision and make it plain. And, you know, I'm, I'm but I'm even bigger on making sure we leave room for God to let us know what his vision and plan for us. Cause we can't, we can't swell up and take over and, and fill up with so much self that we, right. we don't even see or even have um, consciousness of what God truly has in store for us because it's right. all about what our heart desires. And so I was telling him, I was like, lady, sometimes we got to just 
ask God to take over our heart's desires. Because if we're yes. in stagnant season, right? If we're not moving in the season, then we gotta we gotta challenge ourselves and ask God, um, you know, hey, take all of this away. Take all yeah. away. Take even for me, even when I was in relationships that I shouldn't have been in, I was like, God, take these desires away That's it. from me. Because Absolutely. These desires have me stuck in stagnant. And mm-hmm. so, guys, I challenge you in this season, just like I told those amazing women over there. Shout out to Chi-Town. All of they, they, ooh, they are on fire, y'all. But um, as I told them last night, leave some room for God to share his vision for you, for his, his purpose for you. Leave some room Absolutely. for him to share what's already been written about you in the heavenlies versus, the you know, just trying to manifest. Um, because our manifestation kind of, Oh, there she go. Our manifestation, you know, sometimes it um, it's impacted by culture. It's impacted by relationships. It's impacted by, you know, the times that we're living in. Like, and we become anxious for things of the world versus things of God. Amen. 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 Side eye right over there. You know, your eyes so big, you can't hide where you're looking at. All right. You want to introduce <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. No worries. It's, it's bedtime. It's bedtime. So, yeah, I had to give a, a big eye shot. 99 rain, rain. 99 boo. All right. Deandra, are you in the building? Well, we might as well bring her on after the break. There right. she is, just in time for break. Right? It is break time. Oh, look at her. Oh, yes. Yeah. Look at you. Look at Come on. Uh, I got to find a name. Well, let me see. Who are you channeling? I'm not channeling, y'all. No, Thanks, we don't channel. Me today. We don't channel. But who you, who you, who is your inspiration? Who is tonight's look inspired by? It looked like you inspired oh, by one of the pinup dolls that she was in that, uh, in that, uh, in the Black Cherie. <laughs> what? Um, well, you know, my husband's birthday is tomorrow. Yes. He's like, you're the most beautiful with your natural hair. So I just, you know, I'm wearing my hair, you know, because my honey likes it that way. Oh, I love it. Shout out to my brother, man. Shout out to JJ. Happy early birthday, bro. We love you. We love you. Yes, we do. We love you. We love you. J Dog. Yes, but you look absolutely beautiful. I'm not Stunning. I on my makeup in about two weeks, y'all, because my daughters were, uh, especially my 16-year-old, she was like, I don't understand why you put on makeup. I mean, do you not love yourself? I was like, hold up. Is that what I'm, is the, uh, those the vibes that I'm giving you, <laughs> my child? Like, I don't love myself because I may put some makeup on. So I've intentionally, um, you know, not gotten my eyebrows done, just been, just been me, just been me. And she's like, oh, you look so much better. (laughs) I was like, oh, really? Really? So for for me, this is like dress up time because around the house, I really don't wear makeup and stuff a lot. So, but I love it though. Y'all know I love it. Oh, yes. We know. We, we know. know. We know. Hey, you Sam. started early, honey. 
Yes, she did. Yes, she did. Well, guys, stay right there. Okay, we got to take a very quick break. Then we're going to come back to beyond uh, Uncommon Faith. Yeah. Um, and Deandra, we're going to talk about it being stepdaddy season and get your take on it being stepdaddy season. Okay. All right, guys, we'll be right back. <laughs> Life is better when you are living on purpose, but many times we get stuck in the rat race and in the mundane task of our day-to-day lives, causing most to lose sight of their purpose. That's why certified life coach, inner healer, and business strategist LaFlower Bowie is here to help you get calibrated to your calling through proven systems, techniques, and resources. Order a copy of her book, Principles to Reposition, to assist you with your journey or schedule a free clarity session to kickstart the journey. After these sessions, Clients have stated they found clarity and opened their eyes to things they had long forgotten. So get social and follow LaFlower on all social media platforms at LaFlower Bowie. And don't forget to mention Stunner Radio sent you. Hey, hey guys, welcome back to this week's episode of Uncommon Faith. We've been rocking it out, talking about it being stepdaddy season, talking about, uh, you know, the market. We've just been talking about a lot of stuff, talking about, you know, just being uh, the God just, um, you know, allowing more income streams to flow in when you stay calibrated to who you are, when you stay calibrated to who you are. Hey, hey, Sam. Hello, Sam. So, Deandra. When we say it's stepdaddy season, do you know what that means? You muted, boo. We can't hear you. Oh, and my camera. There we go. <laughs> uh, fill me in. You got to fill yeah, me in. Yeah, look. I had to get schooled. I was all the way clueless. Yeah, fill me in on, all the way. Uh, stepdaddy season. Of course. So, y'all. I was schooled, um, you know, over the weekend, me and Marcus were, you know, we, we'd be looking for hot topics and stuff like that. So there's this, I, there's this IG model that's out there and she recently made headlines because she um, had her, I believe, second or third child by um, a very young guy in the NBA. And so she was bragging that she's getting like 200, uh, 200K a month on child support. All right. So and, you know, she was schooling all these young girls, you know, yeah, go get they stupid. They going, you know, do they going to do things without protecting themselves and all of this stuff. And so now she didn't slim down. She didn't have the baby, her and the NBA player. They are no longer together. And so baby girl was sitting in her her truck the other day and she was just, you know, giving one of her lessons on IG. And she was like, y'all, it's stepdaddy season. Um, you know, she was like, um, you know, uh, I can't say the words that she used, but basically she was like, all uh, well-blessed men, please apply, you know, because it's stepdaddy season. And she was like, you can post my baby wow. on the stories. You can, you know, you, you stepdaddy. And so basically she was interviewing new stepdaddies for her children because, you know, um, oh the, summer, the summer's coming to an end. <laughs> Um, and you know, it's about to get cold outside. And so, you know, people want somebody to cuddle up with. And so that's what she said. It is stepdaddy season. So D'Angelo, what are your thoughts for our uncommon faith family on it? Help us, Dee Dee. Help us. Help us. Um I think it's I think it's ridiculous. <laughs> you know, um, She's just out the box. Really, did it? She's just out the box. I think it's ridiculous. Well, <laughs> Let's be clear. Know, 
especially if the kids is interviewing the potential stepdaddy. No, no, the kids not interviewing. The kids are just introduced. Okay, okay. The kids are just introduced I mean, you know, to it's, the it's new stepdaddy. Like, it's kind of like you get what you ask for, you know, and it takes so much for a child. It takes so much to feed them, clothe them, do so. It, it is such a team effort. You yeah. know, and to not have that other teammate 80% of the time is really, really intense. You know, so it's like the monetary things are there, obviously, which right. is an incentive. You know, you won't be hungry. You know, you will have a roof over your head. Right, you right. Know, financially, she's okay. Financially, things. she's okay. Right. It's just but, beauty that um, she's... Just the, the for the child and herself, you know, it's no emotional support for her, right. for her to, you know, feel, you know, and just grow and bloom as a woman. And then the child has no dad. And but Didi, she don't. So want Didi, that. she doesn't yeah. want any of that. Yeah, I'm like she Didi. It sounds like you, like you making a case for her to get this stepdaddy, and to take she these applications. No, no, I'm saying like I feel like if. She shouldn't if it's about to be if it's just a season, you know, and next season it's gonna be somebody else, and the season after it's gonna be somebody right, else. Right. So what I'm saying is, you know, it's detrimental and she'll feel it later on. You know, she's not gonna feel it right now, but she's really going to and the kids too, you know, well, they're I don't know, they're gonna she say her babies, she say her babies are young, she training other women. She's like, if I look this good, why not make a living off of it? Why not? You know, make a living and, off of it. And but. you know, on common faith, on common faith, y'all. It is the state of, um, you know, a lot of our, um, you know, young ladies' mindsets is it's it's very troubling. I would say that it's very to troubling. say the least. To to say the least, because I was listening to another young lady, and you know, going from the opposite of not wanting a step, you know, not wanting she the, uh, the another young lady, she doesn't want a man involved at all. She's like, I just want to buy. You know, some seed on the black market. I just want to buy some seed. Well, I got to be the I black want, market. I guess she she doesn't want anything to do with who it is. <laughs> I mean, that's want, what the bank's for, right? She don't want anybody to to, to one day come. You don't want her name on no paper. I guess so. <laughs> she said, "I want to buy some seed on the black market, and I'm intentionally going to raise this child as a single woman, intentionally." And I think for me, um, for me, it's like, if you haven't gone through the struggles of being a single woman, not only for yourself, but the impact that it has on your child, I almost think that it's like, you know, it's just unrealistic where she's really setting her child up to go through a lot of unnecessary, um, you know, emotional hurdles and obstacles now that's one thing for you to have a child with someone and they just leave right or it just doesn't work out but it's another thing to intentionally say i am going to intentionally not have a male you know um you know a father figure in your life absolutely and there's gonna be some type of deficit there you know i, I 
I can think way back to where I've seen women, even on the movies or TV shows, you know how I am about those things, you know, and <clears throat> where they tell us the story, you know, and they intentionally set out to do this. And it's came from a mindset of I'm tired of sitting around waiting for someone to come and to do that the traditional way. My clock is ticking. I don't have time for that. I can do this by myself. Right. You know, and when I when I have seen it, a lot of times it's been with career, career women, women where they, right. are, they are in the danger zone. And, right. You know, because we know that um, right now at the age of 42, the age of 42 and OBGYN will tell you that you are you have a high risk press pregnancy and it's a geri you after age 42, it's considered a geriatric pregnancy. Wow. Which is ridiculous. I mean, at 35, it's advanced maternal, right? It's high so risk, right. It's high risk. Advanced maternal age is 35. So that would make sense, right? Because if advanced maternal age is at 35, right? right? So, dude, they ain't even giving you another 10 years. Uh, seven after that, you geriatric? But honestly, right. we have, honestly, guys, Marcus, hey, Especially with the stuff that we're putting in our bodies right now. This right? is true. But honestly, this Marcus and I had to have a conversation with our oldest. We had to, because, you know, she's about to be 22. And some, some of y'all going to come for me, but that's cool. But um, she on that independence. She on that independent woman right, right. track. And that's where I was. Marcus had to ask her. He's like, baby girl, um, you know. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. Did you see that? What did Miriam say? Taking great uncles. So, I can't. Taking I can't. great uncles too. So you ain't gotta be a stepdaddy. <laughs> Lining up, lining up. It's great uncle season. Oh, um, man. But we had to ask her, like, um, baby girl, are you are you putting your have you completely taken yourself off of the frequency to find a man right now? Because you know excuse me, he reminded her that all of us got married in our 20s. All of us got married in our 20s and lo and behold, we still married, right? And we've been able to have careers. We've been able to, you know, go yeah. to college. We've been able to get certifications, you know, all of these things still be right. successful individually, but we've also had success in our marriages. Um, and right. so one of my husband's biggest things is his you know, especially our oldest, because she's on that independent, like, because she had a very nice young man who, you know, he was a little bit older than her, a couple years, and he's like, I want to make, he like literally said, I want to make you my wife. Right. Like, you are wife material. And she's right. like, uh, you exactly. in your late, you and your, are you older than 25? So, uh, I ain't trying to be nobody. And Marcus was like, those are things that you gotta, you gotta be on that frequency, right? Because yeah, right. if you don't, then you're going to end up in the danger zone. What is the danger zone? The danger zone is going to be those women who are in their um, who are in their late um, 20s um, that go all the way up to about 35, 37 years of age. That is called the danger zone. And a lot of our young African-American women or, or young minority women, they are in this danger zone where they have not had children. 
Um, they have not taken the time to actually um, devote time into a relationship because they're so focused on um, on being career goals. They're just yeah. career driven. Like I want to be this independent woman. I want to go get a bag, and then I want him to come to. He, I want him to come to the the relationship to the table with his, table bag. with his so, bags. However, what a lot of women don't realize is men don't give a flying crap about our bag. They don't care. Most men who have a bag, they will prefer for their woman to not get a bag because they need right. they need desire and want for their woman to be available for them. Yeah. Right. They don't want, they don't care about your money. They really don't, but that's what a lot of young a lot of young women who find themselves in the danger zone. Now let me tell you all about no man's land. So no man's land is when you get past about 35 uh i would say past 37 on up 37 to about 60 that's no man's land especially if you desire to have a certain type of man such as you know a high value man or if you desire to have children because those men that are at that level that what you're waiting to get to that level then you want to talk to that man that man is looking at already someone. done it He's already looking at someone who is older, who is, I mean, who is younger, who is of childbearing ages, and who is willing to have his to bear his children, and um, you know, and work out her career at the same time. Yeah, it's it's unfortunate. I mean, that's real talk, and sorry, I'll be honest. I know you probably stepped in on a lot of toes I'm right sorry, now. I'm sorry, I'm just gonna take stepping on a lot of toes. Um, because nobody wants to be told they're in no man's land and that, you know, you, you in a danger zone and things like that. But I mean, numbers and figures, I mean, statistics, they, they exist for a reason. And I'm not saying I know any of them because I don't. Not on that topic. But, <laughs> well, but, you know, that's what we mean. That's what me and Marcus look at, because we want to help young women. We want to help couples stay together because absolutely thing what we're figuring out is that um now ladies i'm not saying i'm saying no man's land if if you're not willing to compromise on some of the things that you want that's what right right because right. you have so many women that are in the danger zone who are making six figures they're making 80 70 thousand dollars and you don't want you are too high to diddy or too successful to be with the man Who's making fifty or sixty thousand dollars? Right. I'm saying you're in no you're in a danger zone because you want a man who's making six figures. You want a man that's in the in the one percenters or the five percenters. That man don't want you. Okay, come on. Let me give you an example. I told you you know how I am about my movies. So y'all have seen um act what um act think like a man act like a lady think like a man yes yes right. That's okay, cool. we all know Taraji's ca uh, character, okay. right? So they played that out, what you just said very well in that, because there was a blue collar man who wanted her and was willing to do any and every, loved her real, right? But then that six figure brother, multi six figure brother came along, his CEO versus her COO, right? And it was like, whoo, and he got the car and everything else that you think you want. But when she got it, it was like, mm -mm, I finally see the light bulb. Right. Fall. That's it. I finally see. Right. Exactly. And she went back to the one. Exactly. But, the, but what happens is that's a movie. So it played out. Right. But women that are in that danger zone and have those standards that she had 
How often is it that that person actually comes along? How often does Morris Chestnut actually drive up in that car? No, looking right. for you because right. you're so you you so in, involved in yourself. He doesn't want that. And then another thing that you know, a lot of a lot of women they want this this six figure man. They want a very successful man. But there are certain things that come along with having a successful man. I go back since we're talking about Tyler Perry, and I don't know if that was a Tyler Perry movie or not. But since we're talking about movies, let's go back to um, the family that prays. Um, okay. Was family that prays together, and y'all remember? Um, yes. What's what's the uh, um, what's uh -huh. the name? The mama. What's the mama name? That the um. Uh, what's my girl? Fried green tomato. Yes, I know who you're talking about. Yes. Okay. And so basically. No, no, the other mama, the, the guy's mama, the white guy's mama. And so oh, basically okay. she was okay. telling him, like, if you want, she was telling the wife when she went out there crying in her garden as she was picking roses, she was right. like, oh, you just now, oh, his father cheated in that same room. Oh, you crying, little baby. See, if you want to be married, if you desire a six-figure man or, or a high-value man, then you got to be willing to deal with some of the stuff that comes with a corporate high-value man because right. business trips are going to occur. Because of their money, they're going to take a lot of them. I'm not saying everybody, but a large majority of them will take on this godlike mindset, thinking that because of their money and because of their status, they can have anything and anyone that they want. Another thing is that you think you're going to be, you know, uh, having fun, all of these fantasies, you done waited all these years to have you a man, you think y'all gonna lay up in the bed all day? Baby girl, that's not gonna happen because that man no. is gonna be about his business. He might be there for your birthday. He might, he gonna send you some diamonds or something, but you're not gonna get all of this romantic stuff because that man is gonna be constantly moving and about his business. And so that's another yes. thing that we've got to realize when when um, you know, when we put our education and our career before relationship, and we just want stuff to happen, we got a rude awakening that's coming. It's not going to be that fairy tale. It's about finding somebody that's in the same place in their life that you are, and you all are wanting the same things at the same time. Right. Because oftentimes because that. Go ahead, sis. No, I'm saying the the. Financially, you could be in a different space, but if you, if but you in what you space, want, right? What you yeah. want out of the relationship, for instance, children. You know, yeah. when that man comes along for you, when you think, okay, well, now I'm finally ready, he could have possibly already done that. I did that back then. My kid's about to be grown. I'm not trying to do that again, right? Right, right, right. So, those are all things that we got to consider. And I know I'm stepping on some toes, but I'm just giving y'all the facts. This is just what this is some just real what talk. I do. This is I what mean, I do. This, this is kind of like cut and dry. You know, it's, it's just kind of is what it is. Because it's a lot of fairy tale. Like I look at people, you know, that are my age, people that Gina went to school with, people that I used, you know, people that we went to school with. And guys, I would say I'm so blessed that God took me off of the track that I was on while I was in my mid-20s and connected me with my husband. I didn't know my husband was going to be a six-figure man. I had no clue that that was the path that God had me on, but I'm blessed that he did. I'm Amen. He did, right? Because if, if it was Amen. up to power, I would have been, I would have been Taraji. I would have been like, like, baby, you wouldn't be able to tell me nothing. I promise you, y'all know. 
That was the path I was on, honey. I was that one that had wrote them off. I don't need them for anything except maintenance. And I'll figure that out. But I'm good. And as soon as I was, God knew, honey. He did. You know, it's amazing. Like just each of us and just the ages and our stories and just how, you know, we got snatched up really quickly. You know, it was really no time that we really had on the market. You know, we, we weren't able to go wild out. God knew, because I'm going to tell you something, Clifton Virgin raised some very strong-minded and independent women. And let us have God rolling real good. Nothing. Nothing at all. Nothing. Nothing. But guys, I challenge you. I challenge you to seek someone or get on the frequency, as we told our daughter, get on the frequency to attract somebody. Like, don't completely have your man meter turned off just because you're, um, you know, you're pursuing certain goals in your career and your education right now, because you never know when God is going to have that certain someone cross your path. You never know. And if your man meter, if your man frequency is completely turned off, then you may miss out on, you know, an amazing blessing because I know some of y'all going to disagree, but guess what? Women lose value as they get older. Men increase in value. Women I mean, you know, that just, that's like that's it's true. You know, I, it, okay, but this is all I can say. Even though society decreases our value as we get older, you know, we can still eat right. We can still, we can still be on point. And to be honest, I really think that if the older generation, even like you say, like that, that zone, what you call it? What's the zone? No man's land and and the danger zone. (laughs) So in that, in that zone, you know, these women really actually know how to cater to their man, what to do to actually get these men. So it's like, it's really about building up your confidence, knowing who you are, like, you know, because, hey, black don't crack. At the end of the day, you can you can really be a certain age and look so very young and youthful and vibrant. And, right, you right, know, right. you can still go snag you a man at the end of the day. Yes, you can, you Of course. Of course you can go so snag you a man. But, like, no, I don't want to. <laughs> Didi tried to say. Y'all, y'all, I don't want y'all to get up. I don't want y'all to give up. But at the same time, I want you to be realistic, ladies. And I want you to adjust some of your value some of your consideration. Oh, I'm sorry. What do y'all no. consider value is the what question. Do you value? It, it, it's really a consideration, you know, because it's like when you come into this relationship with the opposite sex, you know, it's like you both have to start considering each other you both have to start communicating and you both have to start respecting each other so it, it, it it's like if somebody else has more money what you know things can happen trips can be made babies can be made a life can if be planned not, out uh too too, you know? too old but i'm saying it's people that have babies that are okay i'm saying one more so, thing no, listen listen no, I got. Let me tell you something. We got okay. The value. Okay, Gina. So speaking. Uh Speaking to as far as value goes, in the way that you said it, and that 
you know, women lose their value as they age. I think that speaks to how society more or less defines value. And I, because we hold our value for, as I'm concerned, honey, I, the older I get, the better I get, you know? I get that. Definitely. But that's in, rela in relationships. Definitely. Our value increases. Okay. Right. Well, in the relationship. Hold on, hold on, hold on. In relationships, yes, your value is going to increase because the longer y'all been rocking together, the longer he's going to know, like, you've been growing with me, you've been rocking with me. But I'm talking about just a woman out there who no kids, no relationships, and you just like, I'm here. A younger woman is going to be considered more valuable to a man who is looking for courtship, who is looking for marriage, because he can bear her children. He doesn't have a lot of the baggage that she does and all of those things. One of the things that we as women have to understand, we control intimacy, but men control relationships. And that's a and that's I think you should just shut it down on that. That's a fact that a lot of us no, don't want to agree. And, we and control it's it. true. But you know, I just really wanted to, uh, you know, speak to like those women because on, I Make believe feel that's better. the thing. Make feel know, better, Didi. <laughs> she, she's an inspirational like, speaker. Society, we cannot let anybody come into our homes, come into our minds, and tell us we are devalued. Because guess what? It's not a lot of women out there who are mentally strong enough. Fortunately, we had a father who made sure that no matter what came our way, we were able to, you know, realize what needed to stay, what needed to go, and how we were to still progress. With, with and we life. knew we knew our worth. Right, and right. we definitely knew our worth. He made sure of that, right. and that's what I'm saying. It's some women who have not had the opportunity to be, you know, indulged and just doused in the fact that they are worthy enough. They are beautiful. They they were created. That's it. That's all it took for you to be, you know, for you to be amazing. So that's why it's like you gotta just just train, you know, those women who are at that age, you know. Amen, like, Sam. I'm trying to help, I'm trying to help these younger women, guys. Yes. Who, who don't understand, they think that they have, so they think they have all the time in the world. They think that right. their bodies are going to stay the same. And so right. that's why when I say that statement, like, our value when it comes to men controlling relationships. It's almost like playing dodgeball. Y'all remember lining up to play dodgeball at school? The men control the relationships. And so you Flower, to... it's almost like it's almost like now instead of just concentrating on the younger, it's like I feel like you have to concentrate on all the women. I feel like of course, of all course. the it's like everybody is in this really uh negative frame of mind. Everybody is in a really negative space. Um, and I feel like it's going to take all the women because once we to get in a healthy state of mind. Right. Because I, but we, I think we, we got to be realistic, Didi. I think we have to be realistic when it comes to relationships. And women have to understand we that we are not the prize. Even though we think that we're the prize, men are the prize in the relationship because they control relationship. They control relationship. We control intimacy because we can clink, clink, and lock it down. But men control relationship because they can I think we control, we control a lot. You know, I, I feel like we control a lot. I don't I don't really feel like at a hundred percent the man is like at a hundred percent controlling 
everything because it's like because the woman at the end of the day knows her power and she knows that being submissive will make him be this way being this way will make him do this so being this so i really feel like we still have a certain amount of control now absolutely who he wants who he wants to be with i want to be with somebody younger i want to make babies with somebody you know of course we can't control that and that's up to you to go and get you somebody who values you enough to not make that decision to stay true to what right you know so at the end of the day i think we're all saying the same thing yeah. We're just going about it different ways. Um, LaFlower, I believe that maybe this show, we should continue. Maybe, D'Angelo, I don't know if you're available next week, but it looks like, LaFlower, I think you need to, we need more time for you to break down your statement of men control the relationship. What exactly does no, that mean? I'm, I'm saying really quick, and we're, we're preparing this for part two. I'm not saying they control the relationship as in the, the, um, the ins and outs of a relationship between a man and a woman. Men control access to being in a relationship. Because because women are the ones that's always looking and seeking? Yes. Yes. Because you but can't see, women, then, if you can't be in a relationship, a man has to say yes to you. Okay, no. They're so hold on. Hold on. No, like I'm saying a, one, a man has to say, it's yes, changed. I want to I want to be in this relationship with you because there's too many times when us as women, we think that we're in a relationship with a man and we're not. Well, the, I understand. Okay. I understand what you're saying. And that that really is true because oftentimes it is the man that decides, okay, yes, let's let's go ahead and do this. But it's them that decide to walk away. That happens. But I also believe that it happens the other way as well. Oh, yeah. You're right? Right. right. And there's at the end of the day, of I'm not out looking. Mm -mm, I'm not out looking for you. You are looking and seeking me. Exactly. He find it, find not me. But Thank you. Social media changed Social media. Social media. Social media. You have plenty of fish. You have so you have Instagram. You have you have all these. We things. we we sorry, Miss Producer. Oh, we sorry. we we didn't act right. So we we so sorry. <laughs> Let the man ask for everything. You know what, Sam? I really appreciate you and all of your comments tonight. And I really hope <laughs> that you join us next week, same time, same station, because we're gonna keep this going. And your input from the male perspective yes. has definitely helped. To keep this going tonight. So thank you. And thank and you to everybody say, else. Men control the relationship. Women and we're going to give you a chance. We're going to give you a chance next week to explain that even more. Okay. So guys, comment and, and let us know what you thought about this show. If you have questions, if we if your toes were stepped on, let back. us know how you feel. You coming I'm coming back. back. My Tuesday, I'm, I'm, I'm making Tuesday free. Come on, let's run it back. Okay, the producer said we gotta go. <laughs> okay, bye. All right, good Thank night, y'all. Good night, guys. Good night. Grace good night. and peace. Bye.